0: How are we doing, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Big D podcast on the Smoky Spectrum Sports Network. Here for my weekly contribution, I am Alex. I'm happy to be here as always. A nice little show uh, talking about a little NFL, some action from the weekend on our week uh, five recap. Six. Uh, week six recap. That's right. Sorry about that. Um, joining me is maybe is it Jordan Spieth himself or just his lookalike, the Big D himself, Dylan. How are you? Like the Under
1: Armour uh, golf shirt representation today? If i only, I could hit the ball like Jordan Spieth out of the bunker, out of the rough at Augusta, right?
0: I mean, boy, I'd be uh, you might be getting a couple more guests on your podcast if you were able to hit. <laughs> No, I'm just messing with you. But yeah, I mean, trust me, I'm in the same boat. I wish I could even have a ha- half of that skill. Or half or half you- or half a quarterback, right? Yeah, well, yes, that's that's a whole nother conversation. When when's the NFL gonna stop injuring our quarterbacks, huh? With this third game in a row, the Miami Dolphins finished the game with a different quarterback that started the game. So you know, two is back. Ne- I mean, I'm not going to go too too deep into it, but two is back next week. We got a little primetime game against the Steelers, so uh, I think I've got a feeling we're going to see the uh, the Miami Dolphins that we saw in the first three weeks of the NFL season. So,
1: well, Looking- well, Alex, um, unfortunately, a Buffalo team's lost yesterday, but um, you know, there uh, sometimes you have quarterback matchups where. Both got where the whole NFL world is looking upon them. And yesterday in at Arrowhead, the whole NFL world wanted to see Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. And by golly, they didn't disappoint. The Bills won 24 to 20. Josh Allen. Yes, my guy, Josh Brown. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Who drafted Josh Allen in uh, in both of all leagues together? I believe that might be Jordan Speed himself. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, making plays with his arm and legs as usual, putting the Bills in position to win. So, first off, when you – and uh, finding Alan from Pound, Dawson Knox for about a minute left to seal the game. So, what did you think of this game? A, are Josh Allen and Patrick Holmes equal? And secondly, is this the second comment of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning?
0: I mean, first of all, it was a great football game. It came down to the wire. I mean, that's everything you're hoping with these two teams. We knew it was going to be a good one based on, I mean, we had the uh, the the revenge game for uh, the Buffalo Bills from the playoffs last season. So, yeah, I mean, I think the game, you know, it could have been I, I, I think the only complaint was, I mean, I wish we could have seen like a, a 48-49 game. I mean, you know, it's just so much fun watching these teams score. But, uh, you know, I think I think it pretty much had everything that I, I don't think anyone could be disappointed from it. Uh, I mean, obviously you talk about the quarterbacks, Josh Allen and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they're the two guys when it comes to the quarterback position in the NFL right now. I mean, even you look at the passing yards, Josh Allen, 318 yards, Patrick Mahomes, 319 yards. I mean, it's everything that you're looking for. These guys are so, you know, similar in, in, in their playmaking ability. We're seeing Josh Allen hurdle defenders. We're watching Magic Mahomes just make plays happen with his feet. I mean, that touchdown pass to Juju Schmiss-Schuster. Was just ridiculous seeing Mahomes, you know, doing that the classic scrambling, uh, making make extending plays, and then and then Juju took it from there, bouncing off defenders and running into the end zone. But you know, I mean, it really comes down to, and when you've got two great football teams like this, it really comes down to one play. And and unfortunately for the Chiefs, that one play was was a bit of a. uh, a pass to Patrick Mahomes definitely wants back that interception to kind of finish off the game. But I mean, it, like you said, I mean, it's a, it's everything that that NFL fans are looking for. It's it's pretty much the number one game that uh, I think NFL fans are circling on the schedule. And I don't think it disappointed. Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I mean, those are two gods in, in NFL lore. Uh, obviously, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, as great as they are, they still have a, a career ahead of them, multiple Super Bowls. We would have to assume between the two of them are coming. Um, but, you know, I, I, are they equal? I mean, I, I would consider them equal. I mean, I, I would say Patrick Mahomes, just because of the, the Super Bowls, is still one step ahead of Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen uh, has – I mean, it's, it's, it's a 1A and 1B conversation. Obviously, the Bills came out on top yesterday. Uh, Josh Allen made one fewer mistakes than Patrick Mahomes did. But um, you know, it's really, like I said, a one A and one B. I, I give the nod to Patrick Mahomes just because of the Super Bowl is being able to get it done in crunch time in the playoffs. But other than that, I mean, these guys are so similar with their playmaking ability, they're 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 throwing just their 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 pure quarterback skills itself. It's they're two fun guys to watch.
1: And unlike and unlike some of these other guys, I think they're two guys to root for. I mean. No, I mean, we all know what Bill's what Josh Allen does. Bill's Mafia is great with like raising chip money for charity and Patrick Mahomes doing everything. I mean, these are two guys you'd love not just to watch or root for. Let's see what these guys can do because you never know what to expect. it might be a left-hand pass. Josh Allen might hurry somebody, like he's running, like he's Sydney McGolf running the 400 meter hurdles at the Olympics. Or so what? I, I, I think these are the two best quarterbacks in the game. And I know you'd rather take Mahomes. I'd rather take Allen because I think he offers more running. I think you can, I think Allen's a little bigger. I think he's got a big arm in it, especially if Buff. If Buffalo gets a home AFC championship game, and by the way, the fact that these two guys are on the same conference may be the only bad thing about this game, that we're going to see it every year. Because you imagine if Mahomes and Allen win each conference, we could get this every February instead of every October.
0: Right. And, you know, I mean – First off, shout out to Devin Singletary for actually saying, hey, you know, I'm not uh, Josh Allen's not the only guy who can run the ball on this team. I mean, for finally, uh, Josh Allen wasn't the, the leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills last night. He actually had a modest day, 12 carries for 32 yards. But, um, you know, it, yeah, it's honestly, I mean, if Josh Allen was in any other division in the NFL, it would be a lot easier for me to root for him. Honestly, I would probably love the guy if he was in any other division in the NFL. It's just. Being in that AFC AFC East, you know, it's 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 almost impossible for me to root for him. But he does have that personality. He does have that persona that, like I said, I mean, if he was in the NFC or, or even in the NFC North or anything like that, I would definitely, I, I would be a fan for sure. But you know, just just because of the the AFC East rivalry, I can't quite say that myself. But um, no, hey, would you, hey,
1: would you rather have Josh Allen win the division or Bill Belichick win the division?
0: I mean, I'd rather have Tua Tonga and Mike McDaniel win the division. So, I mean, really, it's it's anything else other than that is a moot point. But um, you know, they're they're two great guys. They're great guys off the field. They're great, obviously, great players on the field. It's it's two players that we're going to be watching uh, at the height of the, at the height of their game for for years to come. So, it's it's something that's not going to get old. I can't imagine anytime soon. I mean, these the AFC. I mean, obviously, I mean, there's storylines like last season with Joe Burrow and the Bengals uh, making kind of a Cinderella run and making it to the Super Bowl. That's going to happen. There's going to be times. I mean, even Brady didn't win the Super Bowl every year as much as uh, it might have felt like it. But uh, we're definitely I mean, other than those Cinderella stories, I mean, the AFC is going to be running through Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen for uh, for the time being.
1: And um, by the way, Stefan Diggs might be the best big name receiver who doesn't get the respect he should. We all talk about Cooper Cobb, Jamal Chase, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. And Stefan Diggs scored 10 for 148 and touchdown.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you make a great point that I really think that the only reasoning for that is because every other name you 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 listed is really the guy on those teams. I mean, you can argue Kyler Murray for the Cardinals, but I mean, there's no bigger guy in in Vegas than I mean, you can't say Derek Carr is the bigger name there than Devontae Adams. I don't obviously Matthew Stafford's not the bigger name there uh, behind in front of Cooper Cup. But in Buffalo, he's just kind of has to live in Josh Allen's shadow a little bit. But, you know, I don't think Stefan Diggs is complaining about media attention or anything like that when he's putting up stat lines like that every week. But, you know, I think as much – I mean, we could talk about this all day if we really wanted to. But there's been, there was a couple other uh, games in the NFL that go, going on this weekend. Let's talk about a uh, – you know, another uh, – or an, we've been talking about divisions. An in-division battle from last night. Um, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles went on to play the undefeated Cooper Rush. Not quite the undefeated uh, Dallas Cowboys, but Cooper Rush. And I think it's fair to say that Cooper Rush kind of had – a a little bit of an NFL awakening, would you agree, yesterday? Uh, he hadn't thrown an interception all season. First half of that game, he had two. Uh, I'm sure up until uh, that that late kickoff in the first half where Dallas actually made a play happen and led down to their first points of the game, Cowboys fans were feeling pretty sorry. What did you think about the second half? Somewhat of a comeback by the Cowboys. Uh, the defensive uh Show that the Eagles put on, and obviously Jalen Hurts making plays happen.
1: First off, I don't think the final score was as close as the game would be. Philadelphia controlled the game until Lane Johnson went out, but Philadelphia's better team. They've got yeah. they've got the better quarterback, better coach, better offensive and defense line. The Eagles are the best team in the division by miles. Oh they yeah, they been on the field last night. Let's see. The Eagles have got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and Miles Sanders. The Cowboys possess CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, I have no idea who Dallas' tight end is, and then a combination of Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard in the backfield. Which offense do you want? Yeah, I mean it's obviously
0: the, the Philadelphia Eagles. I will say you said no idea about the the Dallas Cowboys tight end. Jake Ferguson is the man's name. He scored a touchdown last night and he he actually made a couple different plays there. He had some nice movement. I'm, I was about to say thinking about it. I mean,
1: Jason Witten 2.0
0: coming out, maybe Jake Ferguson, little rookie tight end coming out,
1: but okay, you know. okay. One guy's going the whole thing. The other guy the other guy might not might not know where his uniform is.
0: Yeah, no, I, obviously that's an overreaction, but you know, I, I mean, it's, it's an easy call the Philadelphia Eagles just team all is the better team. It was on display yesterday. The first half was an absolute dismantling of Cooper rush and the Dallas Cowboys the second half, you know, like you said, whether the Eagles took their foot off the gas, the Cowboys or the Cowboys realized that, Hey, we're a four and one football team. We should start playing like it. I'm not sure. But, um, you know the Cow- the Eagles are the better team. It was pretty clear going into the game, I think, and it was definitely clear after the game.
1: I've got a question. Does this did last night's game answer the question on who Dallas's quarterback will be when Dak Prescott is healthy?
0: You know, I don't think it was really a question in the, in the first place. I think Jerry Jones and um, the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff were always going to put uh, We're always going to bring Dak Prescott back when he was healthy. Obviously, you know, when you're, when your starting quarterback goes down, you have to have faith in your backup. The Cowboys did have faith and um, it paid off for him. I mean, uh, Cooper Rush has done a fantastic job standing in uh, for Dak Prescott, obviously was undefeated before last night. Um, but you know, you don't pay Dak Prescott that much money starting quarterback uh, money to keep him on the bench when your backup quarterback has a couple of good games. I don't even think I wouldn't. I mean, obviously Cooper Rush didn't have the greatest game last night Threw a couple interceptions, never really gave the Cowboys a chance in that game, but I, I don't, I don't knock Cooper Rush. I mean, I think Cooper Rush has done a fantastic job standing in. I think unfortunately he's the number two guy in Dallas and until Dak Prescott leaves Dallas, I mean, which I don't see happening anytime soon. I mean, he's unfortunately just not the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys unless something happens to Dak. So I, I think he like, I mean, like I said earlier, when you, when your court starting quarterback goes down, you have to put your faith in the backup and you just hope that they can do as good of a job. And fortunately for the Cowboys, much like what's going on in new England right now uh, with Bailey Zappi, um, you know, he did a fantastic job standing in, he, he kept them in games, helped them win games. But you know, when Dak Prescott's ready to go, he's going to be the guy taking uh going under center for the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Dak Prescott will be the stolen in Dallas money and be next week against the Lions. But Cooper Rush to keep all backup. But when you get four or five weeks of film, and guess what, a competent defense going to figure them out,
0: yeah, 100%. I mean. You know, I know Jerry Jones was saying that, you know, it seems like uh, Dak's been kind of, you know, it really just seems to be a pain management thing. Uh, they were saying he couldn't really grip the football as well as he needed to, to be able to throw the football, which I would say is a pretty important uh, uh, role for, for your quarterback to have. So it does seem like it's, it's getting closer and closer with Dak Prescott. I think you're right. I think by next Sunday, um, you know, who knows? I'm not a doctor. I'm not there in the locker room. But from every, all the reports that we've been seeing and everything coming out uh, from Jerry Jones or from, uh, you know, just media reports and everything like that, it seems like Dak is getting closer and closer. We might see one more week of Cooper Rush. I'm not sure. Um, but it definitely seems like the time uh, Dak's comeback
1: is definitely coming soon. I can't believe I'm saying this. But both New York teams are pretty decent this year. I'm not talking about the Bills. I'm talking about the New York Giants and the Jets. I mean, the Giants beat Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens yesterday, while the Jets uh, made a mincemeat on the Van Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So which New York team, it the Jets or Giants, has got, has got the better chance at Continuing its winning ways.
0: You know, I I have to give gret- credit to both of these New York teams. I mean, obviously, I didn't see, or not obviously, but I didn't I didn't see this coming from the New York Jets. I really thought the Jets were going to be one of the bottom dweller teams. I think a lot of teams felt the same way, but the Jets are playing great football. I mean, their defense is absolutely dominating. Ahmad Sauce Gardner looks like a superstar in the making. Uh, on that defensive side of the ball. Zach Wilson slash Joe Flacco have been making it happen for the offense. Uh, They've got a slew of receivers that are making plays. It's not really just one guy who's uh, kind of dominating. They've got a decent little receiving core. Obviously, the running back room, Michael Carter and Brees Hall, uh, have been really handling the rushing game and and, and doing it well. But, you know, I, I have to say, I think the Giants Again, a team that I was not expecting to do. And again, I don't think anyone was really expecting to be five and one after six weeks. But I would say as far as longevity of the NFL season and really keeping the pace, I think I have to give it to the Giants. I love Brian Dable as a coach. He was on my short list of of candidates for the Miami Dolphins head coaching vacancy when that was available. And I think the Giants made a fantastic hire with them. Saquon Barkley is back to um, the level that we... You know, have had had been used to seeing of him, and that we had missed seeing of him of late. And uh, I think just based on on pure talent, I mean, having a guy like Saquon Bartholomew on that Giants team is is really something that is um, kind of un, un, unmatchable. I don't think the Jets really have a guy of that caliber, and I think it it definitely helps being able to have someone. I mean, the ja- the Giants. I mean, next week they've got your Jacksonville Jaguars. No offense, but I think the Giants. Uh, will be favored in that game, and I mean, actually, although it's in actually, I think, actually
1: I think the Jags are favored in that. Game. I was just
0: about to say the Actually, yeah, I see that Jaguars are favored as uh three and a half, which is really, I mean, since it's in Jacksonville, that's an even line. Uh, with the Jaguars getting the three points for being home, but I mean, they follow it up with a trip with the Seahawks, the Texans, the Lions, then the Cowboys, Commanders. I mean, it's they've got a pretty a pretty good stretch coming up. Uh, some very winnable games. And I just like, you know, it just seems like the Giants are playing well as a team. They've got Saquon Barkley, but other than that, it's not a whole lot of superstars. It really just seems like those guys are buying in to what Brian Dayball is preaching. And, and that's something that really, uh, I think, means more than, than just having star players making big plays. Because I did talk, I mean, obviously you have Saquon Barkley, who's really, really looking impressive and really going back to his roots, it seems like. But I mean, when you, I mean, that's really, I mean, when you think about superstars on the, on the New York Giants team, I mean, that's really the only guy that really stands out to you. And that, and like I said, I mean, that just tells me that these guys are playing hard for Brian Dayball. They've, they've, they've built a culture, they've built a, a just game plans and a strategy that, that is winning them football games. And they're sitting after six weeks at five to one beating a fantastic Baltimore Ravens team just came off of a win against the Packers. I mean, it, it, I mean, things are looking good for the G-men right
1: now. I would say New York. And by the way, I look up the Jets schedule. How about at Denver, New England, Buffalo, New England?
0: Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I, I, I...
1: Yikes.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I thought you were saying that that was easier. I was I was thinking, I was like, I don't know. I think that definitely sounds a little tougher than, than what the Giants have. But, um...
1: Yeah, All right, think, Alex. So, um... Obviously, through six weeks, there have been some uh, fantasy highlights. If you drafted Saquon Barkley in your league, you're looking good. If you drafted Josh Allen in your league, you're looking good. If you drafted uh, if you drafted a couple bums, uh, you're not looking good. So who has been the biggest fantasy disappointment quickly?
0: I mean, the easy answer is Jonathan Taylor, but I'm going to leave that one alone. He was pretty much consensus. Number one, I think the biggest fancy bust has been Najee Harris. I think I saw so many people and I was one of them saying that Najee Harris could be the number one running back uh, in fantasy football this year. The Pittsburgh Steelers just can't get anything going. Teams did not give, uh, I mean, up until this week, apparently, but um, you know, I still have to say Najee, I know he scored a touchdown this week, but just because of the expectations that so many people had on Najee Harris, I mean, Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, who I'm going to talk down on, even though he came in and won the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, it just seemed that teams did not give them his respect throughout the first five weeks of the NFL season. Then, uh, well, and then Kenny Pickett came in, really didn't seem to make much of a difference. And either, I just expected this to be a breakout season for Najee Harris, and it has been fully disappointing. So I'm going to go with Najee. I'm going to leave Jonathan Taylor to you if you want to talk about him, or if you want to go a different direction, that's fine too.
1: I'm not going, JT. I'm going, DJ Moore. There you go. How about in six weeks, 20 catches for 204 yards and one touchdown? Yeah. And this guy's supposed to be one of the most explosive route runners in football. What? What? Yeah. And I know the Carolina Panthers quarterback, carousel is basically like what Miami or Cleveland went for. But D.J. Moore should be – but the Carolina Panthers should be giving him the bleeping ball. Why can't the Panthers give him the ball? I mean, we've seen – I mean, Tyreek Hill put up, what, 9 million yards yesterday with Skyler Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater yesterday. Yeah. Why can't D.J. Moore do that with P.J. Walker and Moore knows who else Carolina's using?
0: Baker Mayfield or whoever, whoever it ends up being under center. You know, I, I think it's a good point. I think DJ Moore has was one of those guys last season that, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't the name that really jumped out that a lot of people recognized, but those people who really knew football and really knew fantasy football knew that DJ Moore was a baller last year. And
1: well, three you know, passes for seven yards yesterday. How do you catch three passes for seven yards?
0: I don't know. I mean, Robbie Anderson got ejected from his own by his own coach yesterday, and DJ Moore still DJ Moore still couldn't get the ball. Now Robbie Anderson's been traded the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, all of the opportunities and all of the situations seem like DJ Moore should be able to make these plays happen. I mean, I know you've got Christian McCaffrey who the who the the Panthers are looking to ship out as well, but it's just I mean. And that's what blows my mind the most about it is that obviously they just shipped out Robbie Anderson. They're looking to trade Christian McCaffrey. The one guy that you don't hear uh, uh, going around in trade in trade conversations is D.J. Moore. You think that he's – you know he's the number one wide receiver on the team. If Christian McCaffrey goes, he's going to be the best offensive weapon on the team, and they still don't want to use him. I mean, it, it's, it's very similar to the Kyle Pitt situation in Atlanta – where you know he's the best player on the team. I mean, every football fan, every fantasy football player can can see it, everyone can say it, but for whatever reason, those offensive coordinators, I mean, I don't know if they're looking at different football players than we are, but it's mind-boggling, to say the least. But, But, you know... As we uh, wrap up our fantasy football bust conversation, it leads into our favorite segment of the week, our weekly rants. And I'm going to give Dylan the floor. I know he uh, went off on some penalties last season, and I'm going to let him uh, rant it out one more week. Uh, so, Dylan, the floor is yours. What is your rant today?
1: By the way, Alex, you forgot another false stock penalty on your Dolphins. I did, yeah. I know. I don't even want to talk about it. Well, um, we already talked a little bit about the Jets, but my rant is on the pitiful, pathetic, embarrassing Green Bay Packers. (laughs) So let's see. In London, the Packers lost to Daniel Jones in the New York Giants. And then yesterday... Another a, another team from the Meadowlands played the uh, Packers yesterday with some guy I, I can't – I'm confused with his name. I think his initials are all ZW. <laughs> Zach Wilson, right? I believe you're right. And I, I hear the Sam Rodgers guy is okay at football. Like, he's won a few MVPs. he won a Super Bowl. And he's supposed to be good, right? Uh, that's what I've heard. Well then how come the team with a no-name with a young and experienced quarterback can go to Lambert and not just beat Aaron Rodgers but beat him up? Yeah. I mean the New York Jets won the game 27 to 10. And by the way, it's not like the Jets offense was great yesterday. The Jets only put up what? 278 yards of offense. Zach Wilson's only 10 of 18. And New York went one of 11 on third down. Mm. One of 11.
0: And it still wasn't even close.
1: And yet, Green Bay was pitiful. Aaron Rodgers was 26-41, to 246 with a 16.9 QPR. pr against the New York freaking Jets. And he didn't even throw an interception. He fumbled. Yeah. Let's. It's all the Green Bay Packers are not have wasted Aaron Rodgers a week. They are not going to win a Super Bowl. They're not in the Super Bowl picture. It's over. It's over. It's over. Green Bay Packers are done being a Super Bowl contender right now. You think you lose two games. If you lose to Josh Allen, Patam Holmes, okay, get you. You you should not lose to Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson back to back weeks. How is that humanly possible? I thought Matt Lafleur was supposed to be a good coach. The best Lafleur coaching yesterday was his brother on the Jets sideline. No, I mean if you, I mean, goodness, the Packers can't. The Packers can't run the ball, can't throw the ball, can't protect Rodgers, can't get open. The special teams unit was pitiful in the playoffs. More pitiful yesterday. Today and Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Jones is supposed to be good at football. Why are you only giving him nine carries and nine carries and four targets? Why are you giving AJ Dillon more targets than Aaron Jones when Aaron Jones is supposed to be the best player on your team? Why, why are you giving AJ Dillon more, more, more carries than Aaron Jones? Why would you, if you're going to give A.J. Dillon, Will, Carey Aaron Jones, let Aaron Jones leave, do whatever you want. Because the Green Bay Packers wasted Aaron Rodgers' career, wasted Devontae Adams' career. Now, neither guy can win because Devontae Adams is playing with, with Derek Cole. Aaron Rodgers got nobody on offense right now. I mean, can you name Green Bay's wide receiver call right now? It's crap, crap, and crap. Robert Tony caught 10 passes yesterday. And he's coming off an injury.
0: Yeah. It's bad, man. And I mean, I feel like every episode of this podcast, all I talk about is why aren't the Green Bay Packers getting Aaron Jones the ball? And it's because they're been...
1: the most overrated team in NFL history. They think yeah. the Packers think they're better than they really are. Let's see. Let's see. Look at the look at the Minnesota Vikings. I'm just saying they've got a pretty good receiver, right? And what do the Vikings usually do? They give Justin Jefferson the ball. Like, if you've got a good receiver, give him the ball, right? Yeah. I mean, the Bills gave Stephon Diggs the ball 10 times yesterday. The Chiefs gave Travis Kelsey the ball. The Rams gave Cooper Cup the ball. The Eagles gave A.J. Brown the ball. Why the heck can't the Packers give Aaron Jones the ball?
0: It doesn't make any sense. I mean, the New York Jets yesterday, Michael Carter, who's obviously... I mean, Michael Carter and Brees Hall are really one uh, A and one B kind of uh, in that Jets team. I think Brees Hall's kind of taking control, but even Michael Carter had six carries for 41 yards. A- AJ Dillon had 10 carries for 41 yards. Took him almost double the amount of carries just to get the same uh, same yardage that Michael Carter got. And then you look at Brees Hall, who. The New York Jets know that their rookie running back, Brees Hall, is a superstar in the making. 20 and be
1: better, and he might be better than either one of Green Bay's backs. Right now, you've seen Brees Hall the last two weeks. Oh, no one! I mean, they gave him the ball 20 times, man, racked up 116 yards and a touchdown,
0: long of 34 yards. I mean, AJ Dillon again, 10, 10 10 carries, 41 yards, as you said, Aaron Jones. And as I've been saying every week on this podcast for the th- last three weeks, Aaron Jones. Nine carries, 19 yards. You mentioned it already. Four targets, three receptions for Aaron Jones, 25 yards. It's just you trade Devontae Adams. You have to have a plan. You have a pass-catching running back that has been a superstar in the league for the last couple years. You have to assume that Aaron Jones is going to be the guy to get those vacated targets, and they are just – or carries or whatever. You have to use someone on that offense. Robert Tanyan is not going to be the guy that the Green Bay Packers that are going to take the Green Bay Packers anywhere. They're not going to win a division. They're not going to make a wild card. They're not going to make a playoff run. I mean, they're going to – and and the, the, the unfortunate thing for the Green Bay Packers is if you're going to play this bad, just lose. But now they're sitting at three and three. They're probably going to go and win half their games and have a mid-round draft pick. I mean, it's – the Packers, I mean, you either have to – Use your players to their abilities and capabilities and start winning some football games or just tank because the worst thing you can do in the NFL is go eight and eight, miss the playoffs, and have a have a 15-16 overall draft pick. I mean, it's just it's failure, it's failure, it's failure. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he was considering retiring before the season. I don't know if there's a chance he comes back to play and plays NFL football next year because why would he want to? I mean, he's got a a coaching staff that doesn't seem to know how to utilize his roster. He's got Walmart grocery baggers catching passes for him, other than Robert Tanyan, who is not that good of a tight end. But when you throw it to him, what, 12 times? I mean, of course he's going to make some catches. I mean, it's just... It doesn't make any sense. I've got a good buddy who's a Packers fan and he was talking a lot of smack before this upcoming season. I mean, I was talking heat about my Dolphins. We're sitting there with the same record, but I'll tell you what. I'd much rather be a fan of the Miami Dolphins right now than a fan of the Green Bay Packers. And I don't even I don't think anyone in the I don't think any football fan in the world would disagree with me right now on that.
1: Heck I'd rather tire kill Jalen Warren than whoever than Green Bay's wide crappy wide receiver Cole I mean,
0: that's what I'm saying. I, I don't I'd rather I mean at the honestly, at the time being, I think I'd rather have this carousel of quarterbacks than Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't, I mean, 26 of 41, he gets sacked four times, only throws for 246 yards, one touchdown against the Jets. Like I know the Jets have some have some playmakers on defense and they've been really stepping up lately, but
1: Coach Gardner. With the by the I way, Saul looked better with the cheese head than all the Packers fans did yesterday. Exactly. If you told Packers fans, going and
0: Packers fans are cocky, man. I mean, when you when you go decades with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, you can get a little cocky. And I'll tell you what, if you told Packers fans, at least the ones I know, if you told Packers fans that they were gonna lose the Jets 27 to 10 this season, a week after losing to the Giants 27-22. They would tell you you're crazy. So, I mean, I, it's just – it's a sad time for Packers fans. It's a happy time for fans of New York teams. But, man, it's it's not looking good. I, and I don't even know if the Packers go and beat the Commanders next week. I mean, the Packers go in that game as five point five point favorites. I think I'm hammering the, the Redskins uh, The Redskins spread. Redskins. I said Redskins. I'm sorry about that. But the,
1: the Commanders. I, I keep saying Indians, so you're on the same boat. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, things got cheesy at the end of this episode. So thanks for hopping on, Alice. Hopefully, your Dolphins are back and better than ever. Uh, Sunday night against uh, Mitchell DeBissie or Kenny Pickett against the Steelers. Uh, be prepared for a road game in Miami. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Dylan. It's been a pleasure, as always. Really good content today. I'm a big fan of uh, today's episode. And, uh, you know, as always, been something.